Hi, uh, everyone. Uh, my name is Sandra. I head a business for Tunes Africa. Everyone can and should be able to send money from their phone. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Hi, Sandra. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Kat. Uh, pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, I, uh, I'm really excited to to talk to you today. And as everyone knows, I have to start with my classic question, which is, Sandra, what's an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? I, I thought about this and I really want to, you know, talk more of me as a person. I think being a woman generally um, and as a person, I'm a more positive person. I think every day in my life, I believe that I'm empowered. Uh, being a woman, being a mom, uh, being a partner. I think life is tough. And, uh, you know, we, being a woman gives me a lot of tenacity, um, give me a lot of strength in, to do what I have to do at work, um, outside and at home. So I think every single day, I honestly feel quite empowered. Great. Yeah, that's definitely the motivation behind that question, right? Is I do think there there's a strength that comes with being a woman because there has to be. So uh, thank you for sharing that with us. So I was hoping you could tell me about the relationship between the company you work with, uh, Tunes, and and the gov- and government and other stakeholders. So why is it important for private sector organizations like yours to collaborate with these stakeholders and organizations to advance women's digital and financial inclusion? And how can platforms like the WDFI Hub facilitate such collaboration? So we are payment network. Um, essentially, we cover 128 countries globally and 35 of them in Africa. We started this business because we were trying to solve this uh, very complex um, problem that is sending money cross-border. Um, typically speaking, um, Sub-Saharan Africa is the most expensive region to send money cross-border. I, it can go as high as 17%. So when we started this business and being in Africa, 50% of the African migrants, they actually do not leave Africa. You will see a lot of Kenyans moving to Tanzania, to Uganda, uh, or you will see um, people from Mali moving to Cote d'Ivoire or vice versa, and they need to send the money back home. And this money they send back home are very small ticket size, as low as less than $100. But because it is so complex and takes so much money to send money back home, so most likely their family receive 15, 10% less than what they are sending. So as a person, I'm very passionate uh, for financial inclusion. So when this opportunity came along, um, we are building an interoperable network across border. Right now, Tunes facilitate about 160 intra-Africa corridors. You can send money from uh, your mobile wallet to a bank account in a different country, and this will be delivered in real time. And with our partnerships, with our uh, different customers, whether it's mobile wallets or money transfer operators or banks, we managed to work together and drop down the cost of sending money to 5%. And we're still not yet there to reach the SDG goal of 3%, but I think we're working on it. And why it is important for a company like us to partner with you know, WDFI 
uh, and the likes of the government is we we if we want to make the change, we must all join hands, right? The government cannot do uh, by themselves, and the private sector we can also not do without the policy being implemented and creating a um, I would say a more supportive environment for people like us to drive the changes. So I think that this partnership is very important. The, the WDFI is an advocacy hub. Um, the, it's partnered by Women's Bank, uh, World Banking and UNCDF. Um, when, when we were in Ethiopia last year, we had the privilege engaging UNCDF team and the GSMA team and the central banks. And I have been to Ethiopia quite a number of times. Um, financial literacy and financial inclusion, for me, I think is very key in Ethiopia. You will see a lot of these small business are driven by women, um, you know, at home, on the streets. They are very hardworking, but they just don't have the access to these tools, this information and these financial services. So... Um, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a very uh, passionate about financial inclusion. So since we are in the payment industry um, and we are trying to bridge uh, to reduce the cost of sending money across border, and I have someone based in Ethiopia, I thought it would be great if we could you know, join force and provide whatever support we can uh, to the WDFI team. And also on the other hand, maybe as they engage uh, the regulators to do policy making changes, uh, they could also mention, you know, there's also companies like us who can facilitate uh, payments in Ethiopia and outside Ethiopia. Uh, so the hub also serves opportunities for collaboration with different coalition members as well, the policymakers, central banks, um, the other um, industry players like us um, as well. I think it's a great initiative. Uh, I wish I could even do more uh, if I'm based in Ethiopia. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of, I mean, maybe taking the question a bit more broadly, what can the mobile industry do to support access to these tools, particularly for women, but I know you're also talking about um, kind of everyone in these in these areas. And why should doing something like this matter to the industry in the first place? Why should the, the mobile industry even get involved in in access to financial tools? I think globally speaking, if you look at all the stats that even look at the from the corporate side, where you have more women, you most likely make more money because the fact that women are more sensible and less emotional and less egoistic to make a decision. So at home, the same. And especially in Africa, you will see a lot of the migrants who have left, mostly men. And women are left behind to take care of the household, the children. So if they don't have access to the basics, to the smartphones, to data, to financial services, they do not know how to invest, how to do better with the little they've been given. So I think the mobile industry is very key, especially in Africa. Um, banking sector um, is trying, uh, but you know access to a bank account is very difficult and very expensive. Um, a lot of people are still living in a rural area, uh, but most people have got a phone. Uh, could be a feature phone, but they have got a phone. That's why the you know the the birth of the mobile wallets right now. So everyone can and should be able to send money from their phone, whether it's a feature phone or smartphone. Mobile industry, I think the access is very important uh, from the sense that access to 
access to a phone to start with, not even a smartphone, then access to a smartphone, access to um, the, the data, mobile data, for you to be able to learn and to, um, to be connected to the outside world. And once you have all this, you will be able to at least have the access to financial services through your mobile wallets. Um, I don't know if you, you've been to Africa, if you know um, most people use their mobile wallets as, as their bank account. So that's where they save, they invest, um, they borrow, uh, they buy insurance. So it's everything they have. So when mobile industry come together, when we have more affordable handsets, more affordable data, um, and more accessible for the cash in, cash out in agent network. I think all these are contributing to elevate, you know, um, the society to be able to access to these kind of services. As a for me and you, it's basic needs. Uh, for them, it's it's a luxury, and we need to lower the barrier and the entrance point. Yeah, I, this is very interesting because obviously, you know, I, I do talk about the importance of internet access and and technology access and how that's a human right and how much it it benefits people to be able to to access these services but i don't know if i ever really thought specifically and duh of course but it makes you know financial literacy possible for people who were previously struggling even if just a bank is too far away from where they live so that you know it's obvious it's critical and i never really thought of it from the, the financial growth and literacy perspective. Kind of taking the conversation maybe away from those consuming these the services or technology to talk about those within this industry itself. Uh, because I don't know if I've ever really spoken to anyone from the, the financial tech field on this podcast, but how would you, from your personal experience, uh, characterize the gender makeup within this field? Um, interesting you you asked me this actually this morning I was uh, at my daughter's school um, giving a talk as well to the senior students who are about to go to the university uh, they asked me the similar question I said um, it is it is quite massive the gap especially particularly in Africa I mean global stats you know in the tech world um, women barely make about 20 25 percent uh, here it's even less um, 90% of my customers who I face on a daily basis I negotiate with are men. Um, and these are, I would say most of them are old school uh, men, you know, bankers. They've been in the banking industry for the last 30 years. Um, I show up, uh, I look young, um, I'm a foreigner and I'm negotiating with them. Um, so sometimes you do feel that, you know, initially they could perceive this, you know, they do not take you very serious in a sense, but as soon as you show them, you know your staff, you can negotiate with them, you understand the industry, and you're actually giving them some information they don't know, they quickly learn to respect you. But in terms of the gap, I think we still have a long way to go, particularly in the emerging markets, um, but, you know, the differences can be made through all of us, right? When I, when I hire in Africa, particularly, I focus a lot on you know, hiring more ladies in my team. So I have 50-50 um, balance. And I, I also own it when I, I tell people I'm very open about it. When I have two candidates, a lady and a gentleman, if you have the same qualification, unfortunately, this time I will choose the lady. If I don't make that decision, 
and who will, right? So I start with myself. Sandra, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking to me about an area of technology that I'm not particularly familiar with. So it's been really interesting. I learned a lot. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me and I hope this is helpful.